When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right. Let's get it going right here, right now. This is... Eyes Up Here. You're listening to an all-new Eyes Up Here, exclusively on our Patreon channel, but also simulcast on Creative Control every single week. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week I am joined here by the wonderful, by the amazing, by the one and only Queen of Extreme Francine. Usually if I'm kissing ass, I'm trying to be nice for a reason, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm wondering. (laughs) Just keep going. There's something something going on, I'm sure. (laughs) Nothing. Just saying hi. Just being nice. <laughs> Just wow. being nice. So uh, I, I watched your little uh, Disney oh, uh, video. What'd you think? I put a little heart next to it. I don't know. You don't check Patreon. I did. No, I saw. I saw you did. Okay. I, I did enjoy it. Um, a tip. Here's a tip. Yeah. Uh, pull it out more. Yeah. When you're actually doing something. <laughs> I know. That was the thing. I'm not, and I said it on the video. I said, I'm not like, I'm not as good as Francine when it comes to vlogging. I said, look, I go, I'm, I'm just pulling this out as I'm coming out of the bathroom or I get a yeah. free second away from the family because they're all trying to jump in front of it and stuff. Oh, so I'm like, believe me, I know my, my kids were like, hey, fans, yeah. <laughs> like putting their face in the thing. Hey, fans, how's it going? Because when I was like, walking out of Epcot. I'm filming walking out of Epcot and Maddie is trying and she's jumping in front of the camera and I, and I keep turning it like this. But then I showed them on the ride. So I don't even know why I was doing that. I yeah, I saw, on the ride, yeah, I saw so. that you did that. Um, no, I, I enjoyed it. I like, I like seeing stuff from other people's perspectives because, yeah. you know, I know what I like and I like to see what other people enjoy as well. So um, I, I enjoyed watching it. One one thing you can appreciate. So I uploaded it to YouTube to be able to share it in Patreon. And <laughs> Disney hit me with a copyright claim. I, I, I have a, For real? Yeah. What did I have a copy? What did, what, what did I play? I wonder. Uh, <laughs> there might have been a song in there or something. I think it might have been when the princesses went by. <laughs> the cavalcade. Oh, that, see, that was my favorite part when you showed the, the cavalcades. Yeah, I figured that. Because I love this. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice little and I, thing. And I love them so much. And uh, my husband could care, uh, couldn't care less. And he will, like, he wants to get to, let's say, you know, Big Thunder. And I go, ooh, cavalcade. He goes, great. And we just keep oh, walking. No, you and I'm stop. Like, walking backwards trying to look at it. So he's not into it, but I totally am. Um, you got so to stop. Now, did you hear my aunt in the background? She was talking to Liz as I was filming. The uh, fairy godmother that was on the float was yes. the same fairy godmother that they saw for my aunt's birthday, I guess, when they went in a previous year. Oh. I, and I said, I think we, as we were walking away, I didn't film it. I said, well, you got to think there's probably not a lot of actresses that they have to play fairy the fairy godmother. godmother. But I just thought that I met you. Because met, I heard you've talked about in the Frozen, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? the uh, the sing-along, yes. that there's the one crew that you love. Well, I was just going to mention that because you put a tidbit of that show in there. Yeah. And the guy's name is Equity Ben, and he actually left Disney. Right. He doesn't work there anymore. And there's that new guy, Eric, which yeah. was, he was good. But, you know, we're partial. <laughs> My husband's over there going, 
<laughs> Poor Eric. To ben, you know, yeah. Ben was uh, Ben was larger than life, and I mean, Eric did his job. He was good, but he was no Ben. So <laughs> they had so much pandemic shtick. I, if you did, you go when you? Went? Oh yes, we okay. yeah, yes, I went right before right. you did. No, I'm saying I was asking if you didn't go. You didn't say it if you went to fr- the Frozen sing along, yes. but they uh, they had a lot of pandemic shtick yes, that they they, <laughs> they worked it in there. Yes. Oh, man. But I'll tell you something. And this is rare for me. I actually have coffee today instead of tea. Oh, yes. Wow. Am I dragging getting to Friday? This has been a heck of a long week. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it it has been, actually. It, it it has been a doozy of a week. But you know what? The weekend's here. You should have a cocktail this weekend. I, I was told that earlier in the week. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's been, I think it's been a while for you. I think you should enjoy yourself. I'm not saying throw up and pass out on the floor, but you know, maybe a cocktail will do you some good. That's taking the fun out of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Cause you want to throw out up on the and floor. pass out. Sure. <laughs> I'll take the pass out. I'll, I'll bypass the throw up, go right to the okay. pass. Okay. No, I don't I know. Cause then you get the spins. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. No, me neither. Five Maybe. plus months without Five. a drink. Five plus months. Wow! And it's not because you're an alcoholic. It's just because you're watching your weight and your health. And I had and- a bad night, and I the bad night supersedes everything else. <laughs> yeah, but you know you'll be all right. Learn yeah. how to control yourself, and you will be fine. I will not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how's uh, how's everything going with you this week? So it was just a long week, you know. We did we did schoolwork. We uh, hung out. Um, got to see an old friend yesterday. Me and my daughter actually went to lunch with her and her daughter, which was nice. nice. Very nice. I uh, got out of the house for a little bit because um, I haven't been out of the house since Disney. So <laughs> it was a little venture outside, and um, you know, I uh, I have a bunch of cameos to do later today, and um, just work. Friday's my work day. I work all day Friday. You hustle, do. Hustle, hustle. I love when I when I see you know we have our plan and then I he, I see the cameo I'm filming Friday I'm like oh it's a it's a hard day's work. It's just convenient because <laughs> yeah. I'm already dressed, You're right? You right. know, and it's like if if you you have to be strategic when you book these because if you book during the middle of the week and then they want one and then the time runs out you have to put on hair and makeup for one cameo. So I just say listen let's just do them all in one day and get them over with. So I have a bunch today which is great. Um, some of them are feisty, and I'm ready to go. Feisty, ooh, feisty. Now, now that's the way to start the weekend. Is feisty? That is the way. The weather, the weather was starting to change. It's cold and rainy here today, but mm. uh, well, not that rainy because I have my sunglasses on, obviously. But uh, indoors, but uh, you know. But it, you know, it's part of the gimmick. It and it's also WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> That's the thing I was gonna say. Can you believe that? <laughs> and and it's I'm sit as I'm sitting here, I'm like, I should be at WrestleCon. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't go this year. I did not go this year. I was we were we recorded triple threat the other night. We had the same conversation. It doesn't have that feel that it had a few years ago for the week. And I'm not just talking the weekend. I'm talking about, you know, packing your bags, getting all set. You're gonna be gone for a few days. Shane yeah. is on his way to Alaska. I know. And, and so that's one thing that's in another stratosphere. But think about that. But our uh our guest is here. Our guest is here. Well, we'll discuss this later, I guess. I guess um, we will. This is a man that I love with all of my heart, and I was so thrilled that he called me this week because we reconnected, and I'm so happy to have him here. Part of one of the best tag teams ever 
in the history of professional wrestling. Yes, turn that light on so we could see that beautiful face of yours. Move over to the side. I want to see those gig marks. Come on. Come on, come on. There he is. Uh, it's it's Reverend Devon. Oh. Reverend Devon. Devon Dudley. Hello, sir. How you doing? Um, how you doing? Doing okay. You doing? A, you're very soft. Can we can we can we raise the the well, volume a little bit? All right, my are people sleeping? Are there 87 kids sleeping in that house right now? <laughs> no, that's the, I'm the only kid that wasn't sleeping. My daughter can hear him. My daughter's been crazy, just coming in my room and jumping on the bed in the middle of the night, not wanting to go into her room. Your kids are jumping all over the place. Well, I, this is going to be difficult. Devon. Oh, hold on. I got something. Hold on. Turn it up, baby. Turn it yeah. up. There we go. Do something. Do something. There's the podcaster right there. He's got his headphones. You now know better. He knows better than this. Come on now. <laughs> Testing. Can you hear me now? Yes, oh, I can hear you. Crystal yeah. clear. Crystal clear. Yeah. So my you daughter. said your kids are jumping all over the place today? Well, my daughter. No, it wasn't today. My daughter's been doing this, man, for the past three or four months. She won't sleep in her own bed. Mm, and, yeah. so, and so now it's like, you know, we got a king size bed, but with her, she's like a little thing, but yet she stretches a mile away. So I got a foot in my mouth. <laughs> I got another foot in my stomach. And then she spazzes out every once in a while, you know, like, ooh, <laughs> and freaking starts smacking and all of that. So, how are you going to make baby number 87? I'm not when she's baby number 87. <laughs> How's that going to happen? I'm waiting for you to catch up. <laughs> oh, God. Guess what? I wanted like five kids. And after two, my husband was like, snip, snip. <laughs> he said hell no and i said come on these are birth and thighs let's go birth no. and thighs i need to speak to your husband and see how he felt after being snipped <laughs> well how do i feel after having two c-sections oh look that's nothing we, oh I, my god I, hold on look i'm at my, look surrounded at, by men and testosterone i can't look wait at, look at my forehead tell me about a c-section <laughs> i know those gigs <laughs> i know well i took it listen i took that bump at disney my my knee is full of fluid right now yeah so i don't I know. care about we, your forehead we talked about knee. that in the last on my podcast <laughs> so yeah so, so i was to take a bump back I'm i know a back yeah back I, he's like why didn't you turn and take a back bump and i was like i didn't even <laughs> it was concrete like that i would have busted my head open i did that um, twice i was going to get my wife some flowers and oh. i parked right next to a um speaking of the devil the one that woke me up coming in hi daddy <laughs> oh i love it Hi, um, you want to come join the show with me? Oh, let me see her. Look how cute. Oh, my God. Hi. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. Baby. hi. <laughs> Beautiful. She's got the Kofi Kingston's um, kid head. Every time Who's your Kofi, daddy, baby? That's what <laughs> I said. I want more prevention to see who the daddy Good is. Good God. We going, we oh, got she's beautiful, Devon. Uh, thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you love your daddy? Oh, she can't hear me. Can she, she can't hear you. You no. got the earphones on. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'll just wave. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> she doing, now she's doing her hair in the camera. She's doing her <laughs> hair. You got to get that hair did. Oh, she's so cute. Thank um, you. You know what I was going to ask you? Are you, um, this is WrestleMania weekend. Are you headed out there tomorrow? No, because of what happened with my stroke, 
uh, when I had November 13th. I've been off for work. Yesterday was the first time that I had been back and seen everybody because I had to go do an interview uh, documentary piece for the 9-11 thing that happened back because we were the only thing that was going back then. And then um, RVD, they're doing a documentary on him. Um, So they asked me to come in because, you know, me and Rob had had some some good matches. So they asked me to come in. They had Sabu come in. They had um, uh, Dreamer come in, uh, Bubba. uh, So he's going to be on that documentary. So, you know, there's a lot of things that... um, you know, I I had to I guess take care of yesterday before I uh, go back to work. <laughs> so t- rewind here because I I heard this story on your podcast, but some people might not know who listen here. What happened that day in the hotel? Can you retell that story? Yeah, sure. I was um, in Hollywood, California. Uh, I was about to. I was producing for NBC, uh, Punky Brewster show. And they're bringing back Punky Brewster. Wow. And WWE asked me to be in Hollywood uh, to do the show because Alexa Bliss and Charlotte was going to be on the show. Okay. So I had to go to produce it. So I said, not a problem. The first two days or three days, everything was great. But then the day of the shooting, I spoke to my wife the night before and I said, listen, I'm going to go to bed a little early because I have to, I want to go to the gym. I want to try to get the workout in before I have to be on the set. And we said goodbye. I said, I'll call you in the morning. So when I didn't call her, she got a little suspicious and was worried. So she called me. Now I get up before she called me, I get up to go to the bathroom and I couldn't feel my legs. So I go to stand up, not realizing, and I fell flat. Uh, face first into the floor. Uh, my bottom lip went into my teeth, and I was just like, "Good God!" I was like, "That's going to be a sight for sore eyes." <laughs> and uh, when I go on the set, and uh, you know, because if we were doing something for WWE or ECW or TNA, it'd be no problem. Hey, you know, my lip went into my teeth. <laughs> I know you'd laugh about it, but you go on a set where people are not familiar with that, they'd be like, "Oh my God, what?" And um, I tried to crawl to the bathroom because I had to go to the bathroom. That's why I got up. I tried to crawl to the bathroom and um, I got halfway across the room and couldn't make it. The phone rang. It was my wife. And there was a second time she called. So when she didn't get an answer, she called the front desk and she said something's wrong. She's like, I can't get my husband. And, you know, I just spoken to him last night. Something's not right. And thank God she did. They called security. Security came upstairs. I was on the floor. I was almost out of it, and uh, I said, you got to come in. I can't get up. Right. And they came in, found me on the floor. They called the ambulance, and uh, that was when they told me I was having a stroke. Now, my wife had told me that on the, on the phone call that I had with her, but I thought she was crazy. I was like, I'm too young to have a damn stroke. I was like, you crazy? I was like, but nowadays, listen, people get strokes in their 30s and 20s. Right. Right. So no one's promised tomorrow and, and all of that good stuff. So I... um. They brought me in there. I had brain surgery because they had to put a stent in the right side of my leg to go up to the brain to break up the clot. Plus, I was bleeding internally. My gosh. And uh, I tried to keep it a secret. Uh, I didn't want anybody to know. And um, somebody, I forgot what guest was on the podcast. And I think it was Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, I think, was on the podcast. And he knew. And he was just like, D, I'm so glad everything is good with you and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I was like, thanks, Matt. 
I was like, you know, everything is good and this and that. I was like, I was just dealing with some health issues, which is why I wasn't on the show. And as soon as I said that, the uh, the dirt sheets went crazy. Oh, Devon's dying. Oh, Devon's this and Devon's that. I was like, these son of a bitches. I was like, damn. I just said I had a couple of health issues. That was you just it. Just take yourself off, basically. Listen, I could I could have had a common cold. Maybe my nuts wasn't working right. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I mean, think about it. I mean, most guys when they get about their forties, if their nuts are not working, to them that's health issues. <laughs> yeah, but so, that, you went through. That's heavy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it really. That's it not really was. something to take lightly, you know. No, and my um. My doctor, my neurologist, told me, she said, you need to thank your wife and kiss her because if she would not have called, if uh, a second later, you would have been dead. You would have oh never made it. Oh, God. And you see, our mentality dead. is, okay, I'll just sit here for a minute. And get my bearings. Back, I'll get up. I'll shake it off. I'll get crazy. Yeah. I'll... Well, see, that's the thing. And, and, and yeah, Sabu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his, his arm is gashed wide open from the barbed wire. I, I mean, remember. You see the tendons and the bone. Meanwhile, he's telling Fonzie, "Hey, hey, Daddy, hey, give me some, give me some crazy glue, <laughs> crazy glue, <laughs> crazy glue, and some tape." <laughs> That's how crazy we were. But I know it. You know, it was um, it was a eye opening experience um, because I think our generation, and when I say our, I mean ECW, Attitude Era, so forth and so on. We were always considered the young guys. We were always considered the young boys or the young girls or the group. And now we're like the old people now. <laughs> you know, I got gray. I got, you know, sh- salt and pepper. Yeah, but know, it looks good on you. I have to yeah. cover mine. <laughs> That's the difference. We're the grizzled old vets now. Yeah, we are. And, you know, name. I yep. never thought in a million years that, you know, that would happen to me. I never thought that I would be the old guy. <laughs> And, um, you know, I got to understand that the body's getting older and what we did to our bodies back then is it was brutal. And, um, you know, we can't do that anymore, you know? So like every once in a while, what I like to do is get into my, I have a wrestling school, uh, Devon Dudley Academy in Winter Park, which is literally two minutes down the road from the performance center. You see how I added that in there? <laughs> I was going to promote it, but yes, please plug whatever you want. It's yeah, fine but, with me. But every time I, you know, I go down to the school, I try to get in the ring over there and just walk the rope, just like you know, like get in the ring and walk from one end to the rope to the other. Mm-hmm. And when I first did it, I couldn't believe it was like learning how to walk all over again. Oh wow! Because I had lost, I was only at thirty percent on my left side. Ugh. And um, so, and I look at him. You can't. I didn't even know. He looks yeah. great. No, that's not the thing. You can't tell at all. Something wrong. No, no, I basically got the. I was thirty percent. I went to rehab. I'm like seventy five to eighty percent now. And I wanted to stay at the rehab center. The women were so nice. They were they were coddling me, you know, taking care of me. And I was just like, oh, this is sweet. I don't want to leave. <laughs> oh, and they, yeah, and they and they was just like, well, no, you gotta. We like we can't keep you. And they gave me some suggestions in terms of I work out at L.A. Fitness where I live. And they said, get the personal trainer, have him work out with you. Here's the routine that we were doing with you. Give it to him and let them do it. So that's what I did. So now I'm continuing my rehab with the people at L.A. Fitness. And it's going great. It's getting to the point now where I'm on a treadmill and I'm trying to like, uh, how, how do you say this? Like stretch my legs, like, you know, walking, but fast, like, you know, like the incline is like. 6.5 and the running part of it is like 
3.5 and you know i'm just trying to stretch my legs like you know just like you're really like the moms that walk around the cul-de-sac real fast like this yes that's what i'm doing on that's the treadmill. What you're, you're you're like a soccer mom now on the treadmill that, that's what i am i yes. i'm okay i'm okay with that because you know it's like it's like when a gay guy it's like when a guy pretends to be gay so he hangs out with a bunch of you know women and then the women get undressed in front of him because oh it's okay he's gay and oh, worried yeah. about it and then all of a sudden you're just like <laughs> that's a, that's what the whole locker room used to say to us girls. We're we're all gay. We oh, we're gay. Don't worry about it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> oh, Don't sure. worry about it. Oh man, I can't. I can't begin to tell you how many times I pretended like I was gay. Please. Girl, I don't know about him. Wait, wait, you're 184 oh. children. Exactly. That's why I got 184 children because it actually worked. That is ridiculous. Um, you yeah, mentioned no. your school. Well, first of all, God bless you. I'm so happy that you're healthy again. And yeah, and I mean, again, I just want everybody to know I'm I'm walking. I'm I don't have the limp anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm at 80% of my body, and that was one of the reasons why. Because when WWE asked me, they said, you know, would you want to come down and do the documentary? First of all, it was for Rob, and I was like, absolutely, I'd do it sure. for Rob. And they said about the 9/11, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'd come down and do it. But I told my wife, I said, I've been out since November. I said this is a perfect opportunity for me to go meet everybody before I actually come back on May 1st. So it's not so strange when I come back after being gone for so long. So, you know, I live two hours away from Tampa. So I just got in the car and drove and it felt like old times, you know, you know, Mm. we can sit here and say all we want that we're tired of being on the road and we're tired of doing this and doing that. But there is a little part of us that actually misses it when we don't do it for long periods of time, because we remember the good times that we had when we were traveling and being on the road, especially with friends that we were riding up and down the highways mm-hmm. with. So yeah, it it, the that. payoff is when you get there and you see everyone. Right. It's and, you know, getting there, but when you get there, it's like, oh, this is yep. awesome. And yes, the great thing I about it was I got up there, I did the interview. When I was done with the interview, the first person I saw was Paul Heyman because huh? he followed me after that and he said, D. And I said, hey, Paul, you know, and I kind of did like the old wrestling thing. Because, you know, when you hurt, you like to sell it even more. So people have sympathy for you. So I did the limp walking up to Paul. And Paul said, Devon, I saw you walk out of the room. Cut the shit. Devon tries to work the work. It's not happening, honey. Especially trying to work Paul. You can't work Paul. Exactly. That's the biggest work of them all. That's true. That is true. One of the first guys I saw uh, doing that was – Kofi. That's how I bring up what up Kofi. Kofi was so he goes, hey, Oh, there he is. There he Aww. is. And he parked his car. He came up, gave me a big hug. I saw Xavier. Um, you know, I who else do I say? MVP. You know, I saw all of those guys, and it just felt like I was like, Okay, this is what I needed. I called my wife, I said, This is what I needed. Yeah. I said, Because in order for me to go back May first, I don't want people feeling sorry to me. I can't do this or can't do that. I don't want I just want to be able to be normal again. Uh, well, you look great, you Thank sound you. great. Um, I just, but let me just jump in for one sec. Did you, uh, did they tell you, like, were there any signs that you might have missed that led to it? Or is it just something that happened, you know, snap? No, no, it was a stress. You know, listen, I, I love, I like WWE and this and that, but it is a very stressful job. And he went from love to like, mind you, if you, if you just heard that. He said, yeah, I love like WWE. I love like WWE. I do. I do. But I know you, know, you do. It's, it's one of those things where it can be stressful. And, you know, again, sometimes when you feel passionate about something and you want it to project into your matches or what have you, and then the powers that be say, no, we want it this way, and you get frustrated, so now you take it personal. I had to learn how to not take it so personal and just leave it 
at the door. And I think that's one of the things that I had a real bad problem with. And so uh, I'm learning how to do that, not only just with wrestling, but just life in general. You know, uh, my ex-wife, who I can't stand, I'm learning to do that without her. That's wife number two. We don't talk number about two. her. Number two, I learned from about the podcast. Yeah, number two. No. But, you know, I just learned how to do it. So, you know, again, it is stressful. It is. But when you have those great matches with guys that I've worked with, the Usos, um, uh, the New Day, you know, a lot of those matches, those great matches that we saw like two years ago, I was producing those with the Usos and, and the New Day. The Bar the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, all of those guys. I, I had the tag teams, and so it was great. And, you know, I really enjoyed myself, you know, with doing that. So there is some satisfaction, even when sometimes you get rejected on some of the things that you want to do. There is still satisfaction knowing that those guys are still going to go out there, bust their ass, and still deliver. I'm sorry, but a lot of people like to, you know, and I said this so many times in interviews. I even put it on my Instagram about – the New Day and the Bar and the Usos maybe you know, taking a page out of the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys, and take, they're the guys that are taking over where we left off. Oh, that you can't say that. They can't hand the, hold a candle to you guys and this and that. I'm like, guys, you got to learn how to let go and move <laughs> on. Pass the torch. I mean, yeah. you guys, you fans, some of you fans sound like the old timers that wouldn't let the young guys progress. I mean, come on, you got to let them create history. And there's no question in my mind, the Usos, the New Day, the Bludgeons, and all those guys, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, I mean, all those guys, they had tremendous matches, yeah. you know, when in the very beginning of me producing. And, you know, some of the fans just wouldn't let yesterday go. And I get it. It was good. And just like ECW, so many guys, so many people, you hear it all the time, even to this day. God, we wish ECW would come back. You guys were great. You guys were this. And wrestling ain't the same. I get that. But you have to let go and let the new generation come in. Because if the Hogan and Andre era, you know, if people didn't let them go, where would we be with the Attitude Era? Mm. Great point. Um, I'm going to backtrack for a second. You mentioned your wrestling school. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know in the beginning it was you and Bubba. It was the collab at first. Are you still very close with Bubba? And why is it just the Devon school now? Well, you know, he moved to Connecticut. Right. That was one of the things he did. He moved to Connecticut. And um, he basically the school was in Kissimmee at one point. Okay. So with him being now in Connecticut and me being in Kissimmee, it was just like one of those things where, you know, we kind of went our separate ways. We went our separate ways when we left the WWE as yeah. a tag team. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Bubba felt that the Dudley boys uh, were not um, you being used right when we okay. came back. And look, my thing was this. I knew when we came back, we weren't going to try to relive the Attitude Era. I knew that. I knew that that was gone. Our job now was to still stay relevant as the old guys now and to be able to help those who are now coming up for the future of the WWE. And, you know, I wasn't trying to win titles and things like that. I just wanted to be able to prove to myself that I could hang with these young guys now still after all of these years, you know. And, um, you know, Bubba just felt that, you know, the team just wasn't being utilized right and so forth and so on. So, you know, he told me the Dudleys were dead. He wanted to do the Bully Ray character. And 
I, I get that you had success with it in TNA, but now you're coming over to the Giant, and it may not be the same result that you get in TNA that you might get with WWE. I get the passion for it, but still, I you know, the money is the Dudleys. It's not Devon separate, and it's not Bubba separate. Just like with the Road Warriors, it was never Hawk separate. It was never Animal. And whenever those two did separate for that little bit of time that they did, when they came back, it was tremendous. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of a little pissed off, you know, because of the fact that, you know, we had a second deal ready to go. We were supposed to still be wrestling in 2016. That's what a lot of people don't know. And I'm sure people, the the dirt sheet writers that are listening to your thing are going to have a field day with this because I've never said anything about this public breaking news you heard it here it was going off in my head Devon. the bells were going off as you were oh yeah (laughs) but 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 we don't me and bubba don't have any animosity towards one another it's just that you know he saw it going one way and i saw it going another and you know it just didn't work out so we never got a chance to you know um have that have a second run the second time we came back i was heartbroken if you go back and you listen um if you look at the when we, we said farewell to the Dudleys, they gave us a script to do. And I said, fuck it. I said, what's the worst they can do is fire me. You already did. You told me you're not renewing the contract. So <laughs> yeah, well, you have nothing yeah, to lose. I got nothing to lose now. Yeah. And I got nowhere to go. So I uh, basically said, F it. I went out there and cut a promo from the heart. And I remember when I came back from the locker room, um, Vince got up and shook my hand and hugged me and embraced me really tight. And I was just like, thank you. And I, you know, there was tears coming out of my eyes because I did not want to leave. It took me 10 years to come back to this company and then to earn the respect of guys like Roman Reigns. And at the time, Dean Ambrose, who was there and all the guys that were there in that new generation, it took, you know, I, I felt like, you know, we did all of this for what, you know, and to, just because we want to do singles, you know, he wanted to say, I was like, no, I was like, just go do it. Let's just do it. Let's make the money and, and, and call it a day. Cause at the end of the day, you got to think about it. 40 something years old, you know, we're not going to get paid like this again. <laughs> not in your forties. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's something to think about. Yes. So at that point, did it register in your mind? Like maybe I could transition to being like an agent or a producer. Did no, you go to it, them with the idea? No, here's the thing. Um, I went to Hunter and I said, Hunter, I said, this is not right. I said, I don't want to be sick. I said, let me go and help, like, say, Apollo out, who at the time was in, was trying to find his, um, you know, place in the company. Uh, There was a couple of other guys, two young guys that I had offered to come in there and just help out. Just the same way Farouk, Ron Simmons, did it for Bradshaw. Because remember, when Bradshaw first got to WWE, he was doing like the Stan Hansen gimmick. Yeah. And it was it didn't get over as well as it did when he got with Farouk. Mm. And they became APA. I wanted to do the same thing. And they told me no. They said no. Nah. They was like, you know, um, Vince doesn't want that. And, you know, we're going to... We, but Hunter pulled me aside. He told me because he didn't want me to sit. Before me and Bubba went out to the ring on Monday Night Raw, he pulled me to the side and he said, listen, we have an op- we have a proposition for you. Um, and I thought he was going to say, they're going to give me the contract. <laughs> Let me do it. And I was like, yeah, no, nah. they were just like, um, you know, we want to bring you in as a producer. And I was like, I don't want to be a producer. I said, I'm not ready to hang it up. I said, there's still life in me. And he said, no, no, no. He was like, I know, I know. He goes, 
But look, Devon, here's a chance to get you to still stay with the company and make money. And not to mention, you can set yourself up for life. And he was right. Yeah. And, you know, I look at it like this. It's divine intervention that brought that up upon me because there's no telling what would have happened if I would have said no, or even if Bubba and I would have taken the contract, you know, what would have happened after that year was over? Where would I have gone? Would I have still had the opportunity to become a producer? Here's the deal. I get a 401k. I get stock in the company. I got benefits that pay 85 to 90%. And I mean, listen, what I just went through with this uh, stroke, forget about it. I'd be like some of these stars that made millions of dollars and go broke because they had medical issues and they couldn't pay for it. This company, that, that, that insurance paid for everything. I got a life insurance policy in case something happens to me. And if something does happen to me, my wife gets the life insurance policy and 81% of my pay for, I think, at least a year or two. So I'm setting up everything for the family and myself when I'm done. And you're smart to do that. That was was a smart move. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, you know, God bless Bubba, but I had to go. I had to think for myself now, you know, Mm because we always thought as a team. But now I got a wife, kids. I got to take care of and I got to make sure that everything is going to be fun for me because think about it. So many guys from our generation, whether it be ECW or WWE that aren't doing too well right now. Oh, I, I see it every day. Yeah. They got to go out there every day and still wrestle in that ring. They got to sign autographs and this and that WWE gave me the position to set myself up to right. really do good. Well, I don't have to worry about all that anymore. I don't have to get back in the ring if I don't want to. You know, and that was the thing. Hunter said, well, you know, every once in a while we can still bring you out or maybe put you in a match or so. And that's what they did. They brought me out every once in a while and they gave me that little bit of a, okay, I'm cool. But, you know, after getting hit one time by one of those guys, I was like, look, I'm too damn old. I can't take this no more. I'll be a producer now forever. Yeah. So, like I said, it went from not liking to be a producer to because I didn't understand the value of it to now loving it. And, um, wanting to be a part of it not to mention everything happens for a reason and one of the greatest things about this was that my soul got right you know and the reason why you see reverend devon right now is because i became an ordained reverend i'm now a preacher now for real it's not just reverend devon as smackdown now i'm really an ordained reverend now was your soul wrong in ecw i mean when we ran together was that soul just let, wrong. Let, let me put it to you this way: If I would have had, a, if I would have been a reverend back then, and I had a church, and I had everybody come in there, oh. that church would have burned to the ground. <laughs> I tell you what: I mean, I always say like everything's in the vault. Like I've never, ever told stories, and I never will because it's not my place. You know what I right. mean? But all I need to say is we had a good time. We had a <laughs> phenomenal I time. I mean, listen: if the what me and Paulie were talking about that when I left from doing the uh, interview he's we were talking about ecw we're talking about the travel lodge oh uh, and philadelphia where we all used to stay after we were done he goes if the walls would talk trust (laughs) me the walls wouldn't be talking at all at this point because they knew a lot of people would go down (laughs) that place it was the most disgusting disgusting hepatitis like like sperm ridden hotel <laughs> it, it was so gross and yet yeah. we stayed there for so long because <laughs> it was cheap 
It was cheap, and it you was know very what? cheap. But to me, it was like the it was like the the five star Marriott to me because here it is. I'm a kid from Brooklyn that never been out of Brooklyn, never been out oh. of there, and then all of a sudden, now you're telling me I'm going to be on the road wrestling. I'm cool with that, of course. And now you're telling me I'm going to be staying overnight in a hotel where there's groupies, <laughs> there's marks with, with yeah. money that wants to pay you, you know, give you, buy your beer and alcohol and stuff. Yes. And we want to do anything. So I, right now I'm in heaven. Well, it was fun, <laughs> you know, when, when we had the bar down there and we would all go to the bar mm-hmm. and then they would put us on the television. Yes. Cause, yeah, because we'd come on at like two in the morning two and the they'd morning. leave the bar open and we would sit there and we would watch with the fans, you know, and they yeah, would yeah. buy us drinks and we would oh, just yeah. hang out. And yep. I think to this day... That's part of the reason why, like, so many fans say to me all the time, like, your locker room was the friendliest locker room ever because you didn't treat us like marks. You treated us like people. People, And yeah. you let us – and I, I didn't want to say, well, it was basically because you were buying the boys' beer. <laughs> I didn't say that. But it, it's true. Like, I enjoyed ha- – they were nice and friendly, mm-hmm. and they weren't too persistent. And we would just sit there, and we would hang out for a while – and they were fun, you know, yeah. and it was a good time. And the, to this day, they always say ECW was so you were, you guys were approachable and you were pleasant to be around. You weren't like, oh, get out of here, you stupid Mark, you know, because some mm-hmm. people didn't want to be bothered, you know, yeah. and, and that's we're the, truth. the exact opposite. We're like, hey, come on in. The more the better, <laughs> you know, there'd be like 20, 30 of us, two o'clock in the morning. And yep. just uh, I could go on and on. There were so many memories that I have of just hanging out and like you and I I said this on your show too like you and I clicked from the beginning and yeah, like, we, did. We, we were really close you know mm-hmm. like we talked in and out of the ring mm-hmm. and I was heartbroken when you left but I understood why right like some people had animosity when guys would leave you know because mm-hmm. I was I stayed there till the ship sunk I right. I didn't want to let go I was just right. fighting to survive you know and I, I would tell them like these people, they have families. Like they're being offered so much more money. I, I get it. They're not mm-hmm. abandoning us. They're doing it for their families. Yeah, and you know, it really, you know, it really helped me a lot because you know it hurt me, but it hurt. It helped me because I tell you what, you know, we were making very good money. You know, the last two, maybe three years of ECW really was. It was really a good time, and. Now, all of a sudden, you go to WWE, and that purse is even bigger. And now you'll be able to buy things that you never thought you would dream about buying. Go in there. Listen, the minute I got my <laughs> the minute I got my, uh, my first two paychecks, I went out and bought an uh, Escalade. <laughs> and at this time, Bubba lived in Long Island still at the time and our first show that we went to, God, where was our first show? I think it was somewhere at Worcester, Worcester, Mass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so he goes, Devon, I'll meet you at your house and, you know, you mind driving up there? I was like, no, I'll drive. So we're driving up there. I got the Escalade. Now, remember back then, you didn't tell what you made or even wanted it you know like like athletes do today they you know they got it with the rings they get the cars and the house because you'll get heat for it you'll get heat for it you get natural heat for it so when we got to the building the first person i saw was road dog when i pulled up and i went oh shit and (laughs) it's a rental (laughs) yeah i told no i told him it was my father's car i said it was my father's escalade he goes 
they, no, uh, and then we saw Jr. Jr. You know, at the time, Jr. was head of talent relations, so he was the one that was paying you. So he come up, goddamn boys. He was like, <laughs> he was like, good job. He's like, look at that. That's a nice Escalade. And I went, yeah, that's my dad's uh, Escalade. I borrowed it from him. Me and Bubba came up. He's lying like, lying my ass. I love it. And then when I told Road Dog that, Road Dog went, yeah, right. <laughs> so it was it was funny because two months later road dog was still teasing me about the escalate so he said devon you know i'm just pulling your leg he was like i just bought me an escalate too i said you son of a bitch you have me feeling that way (laughs) you You worked hard for that money yeah you you can buy it's not like you were being a dick about it and you know you're not wearing a pin that said hey i'm rich i just bought an escalate (laughs) you bought your car you drove it to the arena well what were you supposed to do exactly that's what i said now i came in and like uh, um a Camry, a Toyota Camry, they've been like, oh, okay, you know, no problem. But now I came in an Escalade, so now everybody's like, what the fuck? You know, well, like, you deserve well, that Escalade. You deserve ex- an Escalade for what exactly. you the business. So and you then, And then I remember Bubba and I, after about, I think we went to Madison Square Garden. We were doing our first garden show, and we were, we were it was me, Bubba, and The Rock versus mm-hmm. DX. It was Hunter, Road Dog, and X-Pac. And he goes, I'll meet you at your house again. I was like, all right, cool. He was like, well, what happens if you roll up and they see that? I'm like, look, we're headlining main event, Madison Square Garden with The Rock and Triple H. I right. said, you think I give a damn? I said, right now, I'm living the dream. This is my car. It's not my daddy's car. Exactly. And he just started laughing. He's you know? right. I mean, he you're right, right, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, at that point, you can you can buy whatever you want. Yeah, so, you know, you know? It, I mean, it was fun times like that that, you know, I do miss terribly. And, you know, when people ask me all the time, do you still speak to Bubba? Yeah, we speak, but not as often as we used to because, you know, he has his life, too. He's living in Connecticut. He has his podcast and right. I mean, his radio show and all of right. that. And he's got the school up there. And I've got mine over here. i got a detailing business in Fort Lauderdale as well. Uh, right. I'm doing that. So between, between me being a reverend, the detailing business. You know, eighty-seven kids and eighty-seven jobs. I Listen, mean- I did exactly what the Bible told me to do. Okay, be merry, fruitful, and multiply, and that's exactly okay. what I did. Because I figured this way: if I put one of them little bastards in time out or on punishment, they're gonna turn on me. So one of them is bound to understand what I did and take care of me when my my ass get old. Listen, you're a good father, and that's the most important thing, exactly. right? It doesn't matter if you have a hundred kids; you take care of a hundred kids. You're a good 100. father. I ain't never asked for no help from nobody. That's right. That's right. And your twins, mm-hmm. who I haven't seen since they were little, and and by the way, they used to be scared of me for what reason? I don't even know. Listen, <laughs> they were scared of Mickey Mouse. Okay, at Disney World. So there you go. That tells you right there. I'm such a sweet person. Um, yeah, so is Mickey. <laughs> um, they're working. They're workers now. Yeah, and I was not happy about it at all. I was totally against it because I knew how hard it was when I came up in the business. There you go. And yeah. how some people talk to you and treat you promoter-wise. And I didn't want that for them, you know, because I know as protective as I was and still am, I would flip out if somebody talked to my kids the way, you know, I got talked to. Right. And so, you know, I didn't want them to do it. But, you know, I remember having conversations with The Rock one time. We Because The Rock and Bubba and I used to drive together. And um, he said, Devon, he said, you know, my father wasn't happy with me doing it either. And because he said the same thing about what his father, how he felt about the business. Mm-hmm. Um and he said, uh, you know, if if I we, me and my father had many blowouts about it, finally he gave in and then he decided to, you know, teach me. He goes, if he didn't give in and, and decide to give me his blessing, 
I would have never been the rock. I would have never been who I am. And he's right. Yep. So I said, you know what? I said, you never know. If it's the, if, if God wants them to be there, they'll be there. Do, do they does, enjoy it? Do they have the bug now? They have, they've been, but let me tell you something. They had the bug at WrestleMania 17 when we did oh. the TLC match. That's <laughs> okay. where it all started. Okay. You know, because you got to understand, they grew up, they grew up, they were with me in ECW. Right. They were there with all the matches. They were there watching Sandman drink a case of beer before oh, he goes out. And yo, <laughs> you know, they were there during the whole thing. And so now you get to WWE. Now you see the glitz and the glamour and all of that. And then the fans waiting outside at the hotel and, you know, autographs and this and that. And now they're like, they're like, what, six, seven years old. They're like, oh, my God. You know, my dad is somebody. See, you know? maybe you should have just showed them the travel lodge and they would have been like, no, I cannot do this. Because Listen, I tried. I even tried to show pictures of the travel lodge and they were just oh. like, no, we ain't buying it because you just put us in this five star hotel. So we're not buying it. We're not buying it at all. And, oh, you know, my God. So, so they're they're working indies. They're working. Well, yeah. And then they, they, they're in AEW right now doing their stuff over there. So I'm very happy for it. And people say, well, why didn't they go to WWE? I tell them I, and I tell them I tell people all the time. I'm like, it's like Dusty Rose uh, with Dustin. You know, when when Dusty was in the WCW slash NWA, Dustin was there. But then Dustin needed his own identity as opposed to being Dusty Rose's son, the son right. of a plumber. So right. he had to go out there and create, you know, gold dust, his own persona, but he had to do it on his own terms. And that's what the, that's what the twins wanted to Good do. For them. They wanted, they didn't want dad's help or nothing like that. And I they like just that. wanted to go out there and do it. And I, 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 you know, I told him, I said, that's cool. I said, it's listen, very. I said, you're on your own. I said, you do what you got to do. I was like, and you make your decisions. If you fall, then you fall, learn how to pick yourself back up. But if mm -hmm. you need me because you fell too hard, then come see me. I love it. And they have each other. Which is a, a each plus. Other. Yeah. And you know, you, like you, and I, you and I weren't second generation wrestlers, so we mm -hmm. didn't have anybody when we made mistakes to help us. We had to deal with the mistakes and, and live with it. Yeah. And, you know, so they have a support system, which is phenomenal. I love and it. I, and, I'm, and I'm proud of them, you know, so let them go out there and do their own thing. Don't have to live in daddy's shadows. What I do like is though they, they do pay homage to me and Bubba and they do hit us. They do hit the 3D. So I'm happy about that. And they, I, I, think like they, that. I think they do it better than me and Bubba. <laughs> they, I, I was I never got to take that. And, and you know, I would have. Oh, I, I know you would have, but it was a good thing you didn't because, you know, Bubba sometimes, you know, he would want to hook you and then grab you and really bring you down to the mat. And, you know, that's what he, that's what he did to some people. So, mm. you know, and being that you and I were such good, so good with each other, I'd be like, no, Bubba, leave her alone. Stop. Don't do that. No. <laughs> I got I got to throw this in now. Just so before we you know, move on, I got to ask this because I've never had a member of the Triple Threat, a member of the Dudleys. So when I do this... What what do I what am I doing here, Diva? I'm not doing 3D or am I doing triple threat? Uh, you're doing 3D. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. Well, no, I don't hold on, well, hold on. We, hold on. we can Francine. share it. I'm about to say we're on Francine's show, so we got to share it and we'll give and give it to the, I, to the triple yes, threat. Yes, we'll share. Um, favorite ECW memory? Do you have one? I mean, I know there's so many, and the I know. Involved in some? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Overall, just overall, not even like, like <laughs> no, what do you? The the one I have is like we talked about on my podcast when I first came in my my first match in ECW uh, at the ECW arena, I should say, where you were with the pit bulls and you were messing with dancing with Dudleys, and I jumped out the ring. I said, "Bitch, are you messing with my brother?" Now I'm going to help you. <laughs> I don't understand this story. 
Because I told you my first meeting with Paul, he made me take a choke slam that I didn't even know what a choke slam was. Then you tell me the other day, Paul says to you, don't touch her. She's, she can't bump or she, she shouldn't bump. Right. It was that like, doesn't make sense. Or it maybe like, it just wasn't the right time. I guess it wasn't the right time okay. because we, we did see you go through a table at one point. So it wasn't like, I mean, you know know. How to bump. so <laughs> I guess it was at that time, you know, not good to touch you because of what we had going on, because if I was to touch you, they would have had to really destroy me. And Paulie was just starting to push me. Right. So they didn't that want that. Now. So now that makes sense. Okay. So that was a fond memory of mine. And another one was when we put Balls Mahoney through the table in Detroit. But what, what stood out on that was me and Bubba came out, excited the crowd like we normally do. And we actually got into a fist fight with, with fans in the front row. Yeah. Um and yeah, Bubba got a little too close, and one of them took a swipe at him. So you know, now Bubba goes after them, and now the other people are trying to jump on Bubba. So therefore, I got to jump on them. Yeah. And Atlas Security came over, and they started trying to break it up. They're like, "Devon, stop this!" I was like, "Hell no!" I said, "This is good ratings." <laughs> and um, you know, and the great thing about it was the explosion when we put Balls Mahoney through that flaming table was tremendous and then we get to the back and paulie goes hey listen you know let's you know those guys you got into the argument with or the fight yeah they're in the back and we, we thought we were like oh they want to fight okay here we go so we were ready to go back they said no 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 no. they just they were they were they were super hyped about it they loved it they thought it was great and we were like all right and when we went back there and we was like hey guys they were like man that was great you guys that was great because it was part of the show they were part we of the show we had to bring them back you know yeah. why we brought them back so yeah. they wouldn't so do our ass that's why <laughs> <laughs> everybody who got in a fight we would bring to the back and give them t-shirts and then yeah. we'd have to go up to them and talk to them so we wouldn't get sued. yeah so we get sued oh god and at that point i wasn't making enough money for them to sue me so i'd be broke as hell right now still paying for that <laughs> exactly oh my gosh well i Again, I, I'm thrilled that we reconnected. Like I can't, even, I can't even say how happy I am. Um, <laughs> and we're going to keep in touch. And I Absolutely. am going to call you next week because I have something to talk to you about to okay. see if you're interested. A little proposition, if you will. Hey, um, money, money's not. Listen, okay, money, there's, there's money involved. Yeah, so I'm I will good. call you next week. But what can you plug? Plug away. Let the fans know where they can find you. What you got going on? You have eighty-seven businesses. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, plus, yep, plus my reverend business. So I am because yes. I've got people now asking me to do their weddings. So I've got like four or five weddings scheduled that I'm doing. Oh my so god! I think I think that's great. I'm I'm really enjoying that, and uh, I'm going to really have fun with it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm really going to have fun with it. So to have Reverend Devon, just you know, email me. It's on my Instagram. Um, you can go to testify Devon. Um, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because I don't remember this crap. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this. So yeah, it's uh nope, that's Alexa Bliss. Can't do that. <laughs> I follow her. So yeah, it's at uh Devon D V O N Dudley ninety six at gmail dot com. Okay. Um any inquiries for autograph signings or anything like that, or me coming to you know, do your wedding. You can contact me there. I have a representative there that handles all the emails. Um, I also have the wrestling school that we just talked about and which is doing tremendous. Uh, we have almost 100 students right now. Wow. Do you, so uh, really who are your going. trainers? Yeah, myself. I'm there, just, I'm there every day. We're open Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., and I'm the trainer. 
Okay. Nice. I am the trainer. I'm there training you firsthand. We're at uh, 2720 Forsyth Road, Unit 318, Winter Park, Florida, uh, 329. I'm sorry, 32792. So you can contact us there. You can also call us, area code 407-790-7800. So, again, that's on Testify Devon, my Instagram. And uh, we also have Devon Academy, uh, which is uh, the website for the wrestling school. And then you can can see me on Twitter as well as Testify Devon. But you can really get me on Instagram. That's where I am most of the time. Okay. And see, I ignore Instagram and I'm on Twitter. So. <laughs> oh, I forgot. And if you, if you, if you need your car detailed or anything, oh yes. yeah, I have a mobile detailing business in West Palm. We do all of Florida. We'll come to you, do your cars. You can put us there on there. We'll do that as well for you. He is an entrepreneur. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. We oh do that. And, and, and he's a family man. And, and a he family just man. recently got married. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Beautiful Thank children. You. you got you. it all, my friend. I'm blessed in every sense of the word. God has really renovated my life and really made me into the man that I am today. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to give my life to God, because without him, I wouldn't be where I am. And this success right here. Listen, with so many things that were going wrong with so many trials and tribulations over the years, I could have easily just packed it up and said, I'm finished. I'm done. But God told me, no, he said, this is what I have for you. You're going to have to go through this in order to appreciate what I'm about to give you. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Testify, baby. Testify. Oh, amen. Amen. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, I am so glad you were able to come on today. Um, Stay healthy, please. Yes, will do. I mean, like I said, the doctor. Yes, keep it low. The doctor said I'm doing great and that remarkable recovery just because of the shape that I was in, you know, after being wrestling for so many years. And luckily it came like, not luckily, but no, it is luckily because if I would have did it when I was out of shape or what have you, forget about it. I probably wouldn't have bounced back as fast. Right, right. Well, I I love you so much, and I and I too. I'm so happy that you're healthy and and doing well. And we're definitely going to stay in touch. So, oh, uh, absolutely, get your car detailed, get married, um, <laughs> and, and go train to be a wrestler through my one stop shopping diva. One stop shopping. Also, check out my Check out my podcast as well every Wednesday oh, yes. at 4 p.m. It's called Table Talk. And, you know, we have, we have, we're having Ronda Rousey next week mm-hmm. on Table Talk. So Unbelievable. And I, I posted the link like three times on my uh, Twitter. So <laughs> Fantastic. Hopefully you'll get some views for me. But uh, I'm sure uh, Ronda's going to be riveting because she's done it all. So that's going to be a good one. Yeah, tune Absolutely. in for that. All right, Doll Baby. Take care of yourself. I love you. Thank I will you. talk love to you me. soon. You got it. Bye-bye. Take care, sweetie. All right, let's take a minute right here to talk about today's sponsor, Blue Chew. It's been a hell of a year, and I feel like I've aged 12 years over the last 12 months. And if you're like me, you're feeling your age more and more than you're used to, especially in the bedroom. But now it's time to snap out of it, and that's where our partners at Blue Chew come in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of 
of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sidenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they are prepared and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and all the important safety information. And don't worry about it. We've got a special deal just for the Eyes Up Here listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Francine at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Francine to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Eyes Up Here podcast and being part of the eyes up here family oh my god do i love him that was great i love him so much wonderful he's doing great no that's a remarkable story when i didn't tell did you even know that's what when i heard it when he interviewed you yeah i'm like and i was looking at his box i'm like he looks great for having a stroke six months ago right unbelievable what it doesn't make any sense to me i'm like what and he's like yeah you can barely hear me slur i'm like I can't hear you slower at all. He's doing phenomenal. So oh, I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a good dude. He's He's been a like a constant good person throughout. You know what I mean? Like he's just been a, oh, he's such, he's just a good friend. One of my favorite things, whenever we have somebody from ECW on, and when you talk about that connection that you had with them, you see the people that gravitated to one another have that kind of same, you know, something like that yeah it's it's there and it was that night it was the terry funk uh retirement and i said it before it was myself and shane and the dudleys we were not invited we were told do not come because we were i guess we were the top heels in the company we weren't allowed to be there and we had our feud with terry you know and i don't know where shane went that night but bubba and devon said come with us and i said all right we went to bar a we lost Bubba, but Devon and I were stuck like glue together because we didn't know his soul. And we just danced for hours. And it was just so fun. And yeah. I really got to know him as a person. And then we just became buds, you know? I, I love that. That's so yeah. it's just an amazing, amazing story. And uh, that look, and that should show you that's the stress that working the WWE can put on people or in general, but I can, I know what he's talking about. You know, it's, it's a lot of pressure on those oh, yeah. the production and, and the television from that side of things. And I mean, he's, he's a walking advertisement for faith right there because he mm. just looks great. He sounds great. And he seems like he's on a great road to recovery. Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of him and I'm very happy for where he ended up. So, uh, you know, good people should get good uh, things in life. And he's definitely one of them. So. All right. Now that he's gone, if I throw this up, what is it? <laughs> it's a I mean, come, come on. on. Come on, bro. Get out come of on. here, Devon, with your Dudleys. <laughs> yeah, we can share it because it's your show. Yes. Come and, on. Yeah, share it. Um, Very nice. But that was great. No, I really. Uh, Very fun. Yep. So, um, what you got? You got anything? Else? We, no, we ate up almost a whole hour with. You did. Great. We could have went longer, but I was watching the time. I was like, oh, 
We got 87 sponsors. We have to We have other yes, we have other business to attend to. Uh, yes, episode, yes. Should well, we with, go over Patreon? Do we know what uh, we're doing? Yeah, I just I'll say you heard it, you know, at the beginning of uh the, the episode, the post the other day. This uh episode was actually sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings, uh, I yeah, love DraftKings Draft popped in uh for their WrestleMania promo, but I already went over all the details for that. So you don't have you to worry it. about it. Yeah, well, I already, I, I already uh, read we, everything. <laughs> we have used DraftKings. Oh, okay. Um, not me, my husband. Um, but he loved it, loves it. So, uh, and there you go. Uh, yeah. you, could, you could bet on, uh, on wrestling now, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people. So it's, uh, Can you? it's all good, but yeah, we'll go over Patreon. And it's funny that we had a Dudley on because I went, uh, yeah. I was, was this a coincidence now? <laughs> just purely a coincidence. So I was looking for something. I just couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. Oh. The, the clip that you were talking, Devon was talking about on his show and he was talking about here. I, I was finding it, but it was in short form. So we're going to go a little bit deeper because on his podcast, he was talking about the WWE ECW revival and how everything that was going on behind the scenes with that. So this is what we're going to watch. You pop in at the end of it, but we're going to watch Dreamer and Sandman versus the Dudleys from One Night Stand. Now, you have a great spot in it that we're going to build to. Oh, right, right, right. I know what this is. Yes. yes. So this is the main event of One Night Stand 2005. Yes. And uh, it's just hearing what Devon had to say about everybody coming in and all that. I just I, w- I found it remarkable. So that's why we'll be watching that this week. It's a little little long. Uh, we're going to have to sit through some uh, <laughs> some some talking for a few minutes to get to the action. Um, but nonetheless, that's going to be the watch along. So we'll work backwards on Wednesday. Uh, this is what we're, we have two really interesting uh, side topics here. Things that will likely disappear in the next 20 years. Well, let's hope one of them is wearing a mask. <laughs> I think this list might have been compiled before the masks. Oh, okay. <laughs> but okay. Uh, hopefully that'll be gone by next year. Uh, yeah. But this is fascinating. And as we run down the list of some of the stuff, I mean, you're going to say, how are we going to live without this? Hmm. And it's, okay. it's just, I just thought this was very interesting. But then how about this one? We're going to kick off our extras for the week with 15 of the hardest would you rather questions like maybe ever. Cause that's what like the, the, name of, ever. Wow. <laughs> the name of the okay. article, but they are of the sexual nature. Oh, so they're a little saucy. Okay. Well, saucy is my middle name. So let's get it going. I thought your middle name was Joni. I really don't have a middle name. Oh, okay. <laughs> I asked my mother, why didn't I have a middle name? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> no middle name on my birth certificate. No middle name. I thought Danger was your middle name. Yeah. That is my, my middle name. I thought Joni was the first female name nope. that popped into my head. No. No middle name for me. Oh, my God. It's Extreme. Extreme is my middle name. No, I should have said that. Why didn't I go for Extreme? Because I said, you're not as smart as me. That's why you're that's why you're the queen. I'm just a peasant. Um, but yeah, I mean anything else for me, it's uh, at Chad E and B on uh Twitter and Instagram. Uh I posted uh the Herbie picture I took at my uh hotel in Disney World and the Herbie account liked it on Instagram. So oh. I did something right on Instagram for once. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well that's fun. Yeah. It's always nice when you get acknowledged by a company. Yeah, it's like the Skittles. When they uh, acknowledged me and then I told them to ship me some so I could do a review and they stopped answering me. And I was yeah. like, okay, Skittles, I'm on to you. Oh, we j- I jumped on in that one too. I was like, yeah, we should do a Skittles taste test. <laughs> yeah. That's when I said, oh, Skittles should send us the product. And Skittles ghosted us right at that point. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
And uh, IBExclusive.com, you can get the perfectly rated T-shirt on there, which uh, I well, it's going. The shirts are still selling. I have to pick up the second round uh, later today from the uh, from the screen printer. So uh, that's where your shirt will be coming from when I get the second batch. So perfect. I uh, yes, you will be seeing them a little bit more often. I think in some uh, some interesting places. So okay. shall see. But that's all I got. All right. Uh, across the board for me, as always, you can find me at ECW Diva Francine. Very active on Twitter. Not so much on Instagram once in a while. Um, next weekend, which is April 17th, it's a Saturday. I will actually be on Facebook Live at 2 p.m. for Signs by Superstars. I will have ring-worn clothing. I will be doing costume changes. I will probably be sitting there in another bikini trying to sell it right off my body. Um, and I'll have an item that I've never sold in this this way before. And I'm limited to 12 of them. Ooh. So um, first come, first serve. I'm not going to say it. You'll have to tune in, see what it is. Uh, but that, again, is at 2 p.m. April 17th, Saturday, signed by superstars.com. And um, cameos, you can get on my Twitter and please come follow me on Twitch. It is www.twitch.tv forward slash ECW Diva Francine. I hope everybody's things safe and healthy. And with that, that's a wrap. 3D. Triple threat. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.